This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Because it all begins with love. It, it, it starts there. It, it, it is the undercurrent. It is the foundation. It's the, it, it is what everything else is laid on top of. If you don't get the love, you don't get anything else. If you don't get an understanding, if you don't get a, a knowledge and a, a knowing of the love, not, anything else is not going to mean any, It's not going to matter. It's not going to make it. It's not going to do anything for you. If you don't get a knowledge of this kind of love. And you know, when... When you hear that scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's almost sometimes we've heard it so many times it becomes a sing-song little verse that just about everybody has heard that at some point in time in their life. And, and we can become so mundane with it. We can become so humdrum and even and, and look at it as being very elementary maybe. Um, very simple and, and not so much depth or revelation or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Those of us that have been Christians for a long time. But it, it, it's what everything is built on. Everything is built on that kind of love. And I've always associated that verse with and, and, and we do associate it with getting saved, getting born again. But it doesn't stop there. That is your entrance into this kind of love. That's your uh, engagement, maybe. That is your, you know, that's saying your vows. You know what I'm saying? That's... The beginning of it, that's saying your vows. You know, if, if all I did with Ron was ever just say, I do, and just stayed right there at the altar, I do. I'm, I'm, we got the rings on, I do. And it never went any further. I wouldn't have any knowledge of what I just said I do too. I would, I would never know. I wouldn't come into a, a, an in-depth relationship. I, I wouldn't have five kids. I wouldn't have ten grandbabies. I wouldn't have built 37 years of a life if I'd have just stated I do. If I didn't know, if I didn't know that love that I had committed myself to, if I didn't get in and, and find out its interworkings and understandings and knowings, I would have just stayed right there. That's what, I, that's what went out. That's the call that went out when Pastor that Sunday was, don't, don't stay at the I do part. Come, come on in. Come on in. Let me take you across the threshold. Let's, let's go into the, the bedchamber. Let's go into the, let's get into the, the next parts of this relationship. That's what, that's what he's calling us to. To know this love. To have a, to know this love. Um, no, not Romans. Let me see. 
1 John 4, 8 tells us that God is love. God is love. Love is God. Anytime in English grammar that you see the word is, that means what's before it and what's after it can be transposed. They can go back and forth. You can, you can, you can take that word, the word God, and anytime you see God, you can put love there. And you're going to get the same, well, I'm, I don't know, sometimes I'm not sure that you quite, you get a different understanding, you get a, a different meaning and a different depth sometimes when you take the word God, because God, God means supreme being. And he is a supreme being, but he's so much more than that. He's so much more than there's so much there's more flavors to him than that. There's more depth to him than that. You know, he's like uh, Baskin's 101 flavors of ice cream. He's all that and much more. You know, I mean, he's just everything, and and love co- encompasses all of those things. So when when we're talking about you, we're inter- we can interchange those two words, God and love. So we're gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to talk a little bit more about knowing God and how he's been taking me on this journey of knowing his love. And I haven't arrived. I'm on the journey. And we sing that song, No Longer Slaves, to fear. When, when you start on this journey and continue on this journey of knowing love, there's, if you really, if you get to knowledge, there's no way you can stay a slave to fear. There's no way you can stay in that place of fear. There's no way you can stay there. If you start to understand and know this kind of love. Romans ten seventeen tells us, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing by the word of love. Faith comes by hearing the word of love. Faith comes by hearing the word of love. The word of love. And you know what the word of love is? It's so wonderful that God took himself and put himself here so we could know him. So we could have an understanding and a knowledge. This is not just the word of God, this is the word of love. This is the word of love. This is love letters. These are love letters. God pinned his love letters down. His stories of love to you and I, he wanted us to so know, so know the love that he has. He didn't want us to miss out on any of it. He didn't want us to miss a trick. He didn't want to miss one little dot or one little tittle of his love. And what is the cool thing about today? There's, I don't know, 500 versions of this. You ought to be able to find one that tickles you fancy. You ought to be able to find one version that sets you on fire. That speaks to you about the love of God. That, That is a love letter that you can just find yourself in. There's so many of them out there. But this is, this is the word of love. The word of love. His, 
his love letters to us. God has always spoken to us from a place of love. He always has from the beginning of time when he created Adam and Eve, he spoke from a place of love. He, was, he wanted family so bad. His love was so enormous. He wanted somebody to share it with. And he created Adam. You've all heard this before. I'm just reminding you of it. He, he had this so much love pent up in him. And, you know, as I've been reading, I've, I've, every time I see the word God, I put love there. Love hovered over the face of the deep. Love hovered over love. Love was thinking about it. Love was mulling it over. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, when, when you, and, and you, we come back to this because this is a, a, a way of understanding this kind of love. I, I remember when Ron and I were, were in love, you know, that, that woo, ding, ding. <laughs> when, when, in, when we were, uh, we never really dated, but we dated sort of, kind of long distance. But anyway, Ron was, tra- I mean, we, we, he, every time his parents always said, every time he, he went by, back then you had phone booths, you know, I'm telling my age, there weren't no cell phones. Every time he went by a, a phone booth, whap, it whapped him upside the head and he had to call me, you know. And um, I'd get three or four calls a day, you know. And, um, but there was, there was this, this uh, anticipation. There was this, um, this desire, this, this uh, longing that was going on inside of us. And I think about that when love hovered over the face of the deep. And, and he was thinking about his family. He was, he was, boy, getting it all fixed, getting all down in his spirit and in his heart and in his mind what he was going to do. And then he spoke all of those, love spoke all of that out there. Love created all of that. Love created the best place. Love planted his love, his, his, his outcropping of love right down in the best place he could, he could get. And then fear came in. And Adam fell from love. Fear came in and is the basis of all sin when Adam fell from love. But as we sang a while ago, through Christ, we have been delivered from fear by love. Love never quits. Love never quits. You can see this picture of a fear that it, I don't know about, about you, but I'm, I've noticed this in me as I've been studying about love. That doubt and fear, this opposite of love. It, it, but when love comes in, it casts out all fear. So we've got to know, that's why, that's why the call went out. That's why the call went out that Sunday to all of us here, that were here to hear, that had ears to hear. That's because he's trying to get us to understand he's delivered us. He doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. That is what God gives to us. And he has already done all of these things. He's already put this in place. He's already deli- he has 
delivered us from fear. He has delivered us from it. But if we don't, if we don't get in this love, we don't know what we've been delivered from. We don't understand. We don't know the depths of the love. We don't know what love is all about. So we maybe think we're not worthy. Maybe we remember something we did. Or, but, you and I, but we can't think that way. That's why Paul tells us to think on other things. To think on, think on the truth. Think on what God has to say about you and about me. We, can't, we, we have to think. We have to let our mind be renewed by thinking on the right things. Thinking on the things of God. Hearing the word of love. So it builds our faith. So it tells us what to think. It tells us how to act. It tells us what to do. So we don't have those places of doubt and unbelief. <clears throat> in John, in 1 John 4 and 18, it says, there is, and this is the New King James Version, there is no fear in love. There is no fear in God. God is love. Love is God. So you can substitute that both ways. There is no fear in God. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out a little bit of fear. It casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all unbelief. Perfect love casts out all doubt. Perfect love casts out all sin. Perfect love casts it all out. So if we get in the perfect love, if we understand that we are in the perfect love. It's, it's, it's a thing that we've got to do. God's already done it. That's why the call has gone out. God's saying, I've already done it. I've already done it. Now you have got to get in it. You have got to walk in it. You've got to know this. You've got to know that you know that you know that you know that you are beloved. You are beloved. That's what God has been telling me through my study of love, through the the places that God has taken me. You know, I think about the children of Israel. Now, they they have, I think, maybe we can give them a little... um, way of escape here. I'm not sure what the term is. I just leave my mind. But in the Old Testament, Jesus hadn't come yet. There's no reason for you and I, under the blood covenant of Jesus Christ, to not get in this, to not walk in this. There's no, we have no excuse. We, I, I have no excuse because the sacrifice has been made for me. The ultimate sacrifice. The, the, The uh, complete, finished work of the love of God has been done for me. It wasn't done in the Old Testament. But you can see in the children of Israel that they saw God from a place of fear. I mean, they'd seen all the miracles. They'd been in Egypt. They saw, saw everything that God had done. They saw everything. They saw him wipe out the most powerful nation on the planet at that time. Just decimate the most powerful, wealthiest nation on the planet. And you kind of, you know, you kind of think, well, gosh, why would you be, 
Why be afraid of God? God did that for you. You know, he did that for you. Why are you being afraid? Why are you being afraid? Well, I mean, who are we to talk? Look at what God has done for us. Look at what God has done for us. The ultimate sacrifice has been made for us, and we still walk in little doubt. We still walk in a little unbelief, we, and which all of that is a little fear. If you've got a little doubt, you've got some fear. If you've got a little unbelief, you've got some fear. <clears throat> so they, they saw God from a place of fear. They received the Ten Commandments. I mean, from that same fear position, from that same place of fear, from that same attitude. They were afraid of God. They told Moses, said, you talk to him, we're scared to death. I mean, who is this God? He thunders and the round shakes and, and, you know, we don't want to come close to him. They were afraid of him. That's not what God was trying to get over to them when he gave them the Ten Commandments. They received him as the, the do's and don'ts. But really, they were the Ten Commandments of love. Really and truly, they were the Ten Commandments of love. Why would God say, don't have any other gods before me? You know why? Because he's, none of them can love you like I do. He's the God of love. None of them can love you like I do, and none of them can meet your needs. None of them. they just something people made with their hands. They can't do a lick of nothing for you. I love you. I want to do for you. Don't take your neighbor's stuff. Now, this sounds like a bunch of don't, don't, don'ts, right? But this got some do, do, do's with it. Why not take your neighbor? Well, you know what? He's, he said, I love you. I got more than enough for you and everybody else. You don't got to be taking somebody else's stuff. I got something for you. I love you. I got the best for you. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. Well, I love you, and I have the perfect one picked out for you. You think she's good? Huh. Well, when you get her, you're going to find out. If you wish to get her, you're going to find out she wasn't the one for you, so she ain't good. You're getting somebody else's stuff. I love you. Don't, don't covet your neighbor's wife, because I love you, and I've got the one I made for you. I've got the one that will fit you and, and, and uh, complete you and be everything that you need. You don't need nobody else's but the one I have for you. I love you. These were his ten, they were his commandments of love. But they, they looked at it from fear. And we're the same way. When we have a little bit of doubt, a little bit of unbelief, we got to check our love level. You better check your love level. You better check the love fuel, the love, the gas, the love fuel in your tank. It ain't where it needs to be. It's not up there where it needs to be. Because everything works from love. And love, God is love, and he wants to do you good and nothing but good. Nothing but good. Now, when I, when I was saying, you know, the, when we call, when we use the name God for God, his name in, in Hebrew was Jehovah. <clears throat> it encompassed a whole lot more. They, they began to understand 
And I just want to share these a little bit with you in this light. And I never really stopped to really pay attention from this, from, from this viewpoint. But on my journey, on this, these last couple of months, that I've been reading and reading all kinds of things and trying to, to um, surround myself with my thoughts and, and what I'm reading and everything, with the love of God, what his love really is. His names give us a glimpse of that. His names in the, in the Old Testament, what the Hebrews uh, begin to know him by. And, and this is just a little bit different way of thinking about it. <clears throat> he is love, so his name is love. So when you see Jehovah Jireh, it's love will provide. Love will provide. Love will provide. Jehovah Nisi. Love is my banner. His banner over me is love. Love is my banner. Love is what I'm going to be victorious by. Love is what I win by. Love is what I win by. Jehovah Rapha. Love healed me. He bore stripes for our healing. Love healed me. These are God's names. These are, these are his names. These are his natures. These are the way, he, the way love presents itself to me and you. Love is my provider. Love is my victory banner. Love heals me. Jehovah Shalom, love my peace. You find perfect peace in his love. When you have love, you have perfect peace. Nothing can shake you when you have love. You have perfect peace in his love. Jehovah, I don't know if to say Roy, Roy, R-O-I. Not sure how you say that, but love is my shepherd. Jesus is my shepherd. Love is my shepherd. Love takes me beside still waters, leads me into green pastures. Love will not do me wrong. Love will do me good all the days of my life. Love will do me good. Jehovah said, can you love our righteousness? Love is our righteousness. Jesus clothed us with his righteousness. Love is the righteous robe that we wear. We wrap love all around us and we walk around in love and God sees us with that love robe on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Love is our righteousness. Jehovah Mikadishkin. Love sanctifies. Love makes us holy. His love sanctifies us, makes us set right with God. His love sanctifies us. His love washes us. His love makes us pure and holy in His sight. Hallelujah. Love our righteousness. This, this one's pastors, Jehovah Shammah. He's always a Shammah Shammah. <laughs> love is there. 
Love is there. Love is there. Love is there. Love is there. Everywhere I go, love is there. I can't go anywhere that love is not already there. Love is there. Love is already there. When I get there, love is there. When you, when you have get an understanding of the faces of God, get an understanding of the names of God, the natures of God, it's all wrapped up in love, and it's how love presents itself. Love shows itself to you and I. And we can dive on down in that thing. We can get in there and understand and know. And that's why you don't have to have any fear. Love casts out all fear. These are the, these are the ways love shows himself to us. And we, don't, we have no fear. When you, when you get in this kind of love, you don't have any fears. You don't have any places of doubt and unbelief. You don't, if, if you get into places, in a, I'm telling you, you're not in love then. You've got to get back over here into love. You've got to get back over into love. You're getting over here into doubt, into fear, into whatever it is, the situation. You're, you're looking with your eyes. You're hearing with your ears. You're feeling with your own feelings. You're doing your own thing, and you're not staying in love. It's such, a, it's such an awesome thing how God paints pictures for us because <clears throat> I know that, you know, the sa- it's the same thing with, with uh, a husband and wife. I know with me and Ron, you know, if I get to, if I'm always focusing on the things that I don't like or the things that I want to see changed, then I get over in a place of doubt and unbelief and disgruntled and just ask Ron, he'll tell you. I get grouchy, and I get an attitude, and I get... <laughs> and, and, the, and, you know, Blake uses this terminology, and pastors use it, that it's all training. It's all training. God uses all of these places in our life to train us. He uses all of these circumstances and things to train us to begin. And I remember when Pastor was started preaching this, I, I said, oh, God, I want to I know your love. I mean, it was a cry of my heart. I heard the cry. I heard God crying, calling me deeper into his love, calling me, come on in here deeper. I want to show you what I'm all about. I want to cover you with, I want you to understand and know and walk in this love that you don't have to walk into a place of, of questions and a place of, of doubt. And you don't have to stay there. I've made it already a way for you. You don't have to live there. If you'll just answer the call, if you just come on in here a little deeper with me, I'll show you this stuff. I'll show you who I am. I'll let you know who I am. And then he started letting me know and it kind of hurts a little bit because it's training he's trying to he's trying to train us and he uses things around us to train us he uses circumstances he uses people people that make you mad he uses situations and opportunities things that come along maybe god you know god god is not a a a, he doesn't he's only good and he only does good but you've got to understand that you've got to look at it that way. Or you'll be thinking, well, God's doing some bad stuff. No, God is using some stuff to make something good out of it and to train you in his love. To train you in that thing so that you can be, as pastor says, that you can go out and give away the love. 
but you've got to know it for yourself. You've got to get in there and... You've got... Oh, I'm just going to go ahead. Ephesians 3 and 16 in the message. Pastor's been speaking on this a lot here lately. You've got to reach out and experience the breath. You've got to test its length. You have to. You've got to plumb the depths and rise to the heights. He doesn't do it for you. He's already done it. He's already done it. He's done it. Now he's telling you, the call is to me and you. The call is to us. Come and test my love. Come test the depths, the lengths, the breadths, the heights, everything that there is. Come and experience all of me, all of my love in every way that I'm showing myself to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm just going to go ahead back and read the whole thing here. I, and this, this is Paul. He's praying this. He's, he's saying, I ask Jesus, him, to strengthen. I ask love to strengthen you by his spirit. Not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite love in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all of the followers of Jesus, the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. The extra, I, just, I just read to you some of those dimensions. The extravagant dimensions of his love. The dimensions of love will provide. That's a dimension of love. Experience. Plumb the depths of the provision of God. Test the heights of the provision of God. Plumb the depths of the banner of, uh, over you is love. Test those heights. Climb those heights. Just expanse that. that expanse, test love that heals you. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Experience the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Every dimension of Christ's love is in this love letter to me and you. Every dimension, every little bit of it is in this. If you want to know about his love, get in there. Find it. Experience it. Reach out and experience the breath. Test its lengths. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives. Full in the fullness of love. In the fullness of love. Live a full life in the fullness of love. You know, when, when, the, when, the, when the sailors use the term plumb the depths, it has an um, etymology of it. Is that they, they had a, a, a long line with an anchor on the bottom, and they would test the depths. They would drop that thing down there to plumb the depths. You know why? Because they didn't want to run aground. They wanted to know how deep it is, because if they got too close to the shore, they'd run the ship on the ground and tear up the ship, right? Plumb the depths so you don't tear up your life. Plumb the depths of God's love so you don't run your ship aground. Plumb the depths. Find out how deep God's love is. How deep it goes. So he, he can navigate you through the right waters you need to navigate through. You know, when I think of, of um, rise to the heights. Rise to the heights. And there was another, another version that says scale the heights. Which paints a picture of scaling a mountain. 
Have you ever seen anybody scale a mountain? I watched that movie, Mount Everest. It's a sad movie. I don't recommend you watching it. Anybody, it's sad because almost everybody dies trying to get to the top of Mount Everest. But they, in, in the essence of scaling that mountain, they, they had to put some work ethic into it. I mean, before they ever got ready to climb the mountain, they ate a certain way. They, you know, went through this vigorous exercise deal and, and all this training that they went through just to be able to try to climb to the top of the mountain and make it back down. That, that it, it, it paints a picture of effort, effort. In, in rising to the heights of, of love. And it's something that, in, in my mind, this tells me, I have, to, I, have to, I have to invest myself. I have to be vested into God's love. I have to put all of my heart and my soul and my life, every part of my life, vested into climbing this mountain of God's love, of experiencing His love. I have to do that. I have to be the one to put the effort in. God's done it. He's done everything that, he's, that he said he'd do. And my time is almost up, and I've got about half more to do. But we'll get to that another time. I hope that you hear this call that has gone out from our pastors and you will you will vest yourself vest your life because your life depends on it know it or not your my life depends my life depends on knowing the love of God and experiencing the love of God because faith works by love. Healing works by love. Victory works by love. Peace works by love. Everything, every righteousness works by love. Everything works by love. I have to have that working knowledge that in me on a daily basis So that I can live a full life, full in the fullness of love. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.